Good evening, good morning, good night, wherever and however you're, you're listening. Welcome to another episode of Hip Hop and Politics. I am your host, Marquise Lupton, along with... Sophie Roman. And of course... Nina Cotillo. And today we have a remarkable show for you today. We have uh, Michelle Sahin. Did I say that right? Yes. All right, all right. And, and, and we also have uh, Jessica Graham. Um, now, we're going to get into uh, why they're here uh, in a little bit. But first, like we always do, we're going to get to the music and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hip Hop and Politics. I just wanna smoke my weed in them these fucking lights But I love the stage, they love the way I rip a mic And I hate these bitches, but pussy's my greatest vice Pick you up when you down, but seldom take my own advice And I and I and I blame it on the mainstream Look mama, what the television made me Undeserving, but so thankful that you raised me I talk shit and quick to blame it on the liquor Took a great man's name, I'm just a regular nigga Here Panther, I'm a stony, he's a pastor, I'm a loner And mama was crying daily, couldn't keep me off the corner I tried reach to my brother, but he ain't giving a dog He told me that he got refilled, the coke whatever slow up You know what, bro, that weak shit is below us It's leaders in our bloodline, bruh You need remember that, how we go from freeing slaves To on the corner selling crack And I ain't judging, I'm just saying you better than that And I'm far from perfect Beat the rhyme and it tell you I'm flawed You changed my life I grind hard and live better for y'all This Derek and Juju DJ Josiah Bleak and his girls Logan and Maya Aaliyah and them Be a leader to them I know it's hard to set examples When easy to set Lord And yeah, I've been begging yeah. for you lately Cause oh. lately been having trouble High as humble coping with this baby I think it's crazy how my lady flipped and played me yeah. Can't trust the soul Cause now my friends is acting shady oh. Tell you the truth So conflicted and nothing they can raise me It hurt me so I gotta tell you how I'm living But I had to lay him down My confessions and contradictions Yeah, 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 And I hope you uh, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, for those that want to submit their music and, and have it highlighted on, on the podcast, uh, you can send your uh, music to uh, hiphopandpolitics717 at gmail.com. Once again, that's hiphopandpolitics717 at gmail.com. So, getting into things, um, <clears throat> Kendrick, 
Have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick, you know, let's uh, let's dig into it. You, you know, Sophie. What I, I, for me as a writer and talking and and final and also a hip hop fan. Finally, having hip hop recognized as as he won the the Pulitzer for music, which is usually a prize that they give to like musicians and like jazz things that white people like in the background while they're hooting and tooting. I don't. I don't. So they finally came around to recognizing that hip hop is is not only just a literary platform as good as any other, but but a work of art. And damn, in 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 specifically, the the lyrics, the beat, the, it it all came together. His flow, it all came together, and I feel like it was deserving right. of that. It is culturally relevant. Um, and even, so I was telling, I saw this on PBS, that it broke, the evening news or whatever, and little old white lady with her blonde bob or whatever is like, well, I know I myself am a fan of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, this lady's bumping it in her Buick LeSabre. Yes! The town. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe listening to the radio edit version, but she is bothered. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I, I I'm I'm grateful uh that that, that hip hop is finally being recognized on like a literary uh type type level. That's like it's not just, you know, uh um uh beats and, and mumbling or, or anything like that. Like this is actual like literature. These are the stories that are going on in the subcultures that 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 aren't really you know being recognized by the mainstream culture, and and just the just the uh, uh, blowback, um, just the criticisms that that I heard, uh, you know, it's it's speechless. They want you know symphony number seven. Right, 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 right. It's not William. It's, it's not William Shakespeare. It's not. It's not Shakespearean. See, the, and this is exactly what because we only four hundred some years later from Shakespeare am appreciating Shakespeare for, and we can still appreciate that. Definitely. I think in twenty eighteen, I, I think somebody's gonna call in, and I'm gonna get some hate for this. <laughs> but I feel like our modern day Shakespeare is Eminem. Oh! Now, now hear me out. Hear me out. I disagree. I was, I was a theater major. All right. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm a musical theater dork. So I've read Shakespeare, and I love him. He plays on words. Shakespeare was known to invent words, invent phrases, and that was real cutting edge at the time. I feel like the only person that plays with words like that is I Do you smell what I'm stepping in a little bit? I. I don't think I'm going to disagree because of how much he does. There are other people that do it. There are other artists that do really play on words, like entire songs are kind of a play on words. But Eminem may do it the best. I feel like he does it the best. 
Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. People do do it. Yeah. But I feel like the king... I, what did he... He's the one that, that found a word for... That rhymes with orange. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I, 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 he's the dude. Yeah. So I think, I think people that don't understand, people that have a beef with Kendrick Lamar mm -hmm. getting the Pulitzer aren't understanding that cultural culture is just an ever-evolving thing. Exactly. And hip-hop has been around for like 40 years, y'all. How about that? Like, it's, it's a about time. Right, right, right. It is. Yeah. It is. And and, and, and then um, talk, talking about hip-hop being around uh, for, for 40 years and everything like that, um, one of our... Can I call him a, a a recent great or like a junior legend? Can I call him a, oh, a junior yeah, legend? Yeah, yeah. Junior, I junior legend. Definitely an underground legend. Right, sure, right, right. Sure. Uh, J. Cole, mm -hmm. KOD, mm -hmm. dropped today. You you know, uh, Jessica, tell me tell me your thoughts on it so far. So, um, as you know, I have like a, a radio show on um, WXQ, which is Millerville University's radio, and so I like to try to stay on top of stuff so I don't look dumb. <laughs> Um, so this morning, as soon as I woke up, that was the first thing I did, and um, immediately, I know, it's it's J. Cole, like, I, it's like, if you forgot who he was, like, turn on the music, there he is. Mm. So, like, that's how I felt immediately, um, but the one song that spoke to me the most was called Brackets, and what he talks about is, um, it's, it's kind of like politics, it's about tax brackets, really, mm. and how he's, he's paying so much money in taxes, and he, he noticeably has way less money after he pays taxes, but yet look at the places that he came from. Look at the hood, look at the schools there. Mm. Where they're supposed to be building schools and fixing roads, but look at where um, you know the, his listeners are. Mm. They aren't getting any of that money. Where's that money going and why doesn't he get a choice? You think he's trying to speak to the like rich class? Honestly, I don't think so. I think he, he knows they're not listening. I mm -hmm. hope, I, and what I hope he hopes is um, that people listening are going to be like, wait, that is what we should be doing. How do we do that? Wait, we might have a voice. Um, one of the things he said was that it's 2018. Why isn't there an app where I can go and choose where my taxes are going to be paid? So like wow. just these kind of ideas, exactly. Like, and so now you're putting that into the young minds that are listening to you and, and, and they're going to, you know, grow up and be able to vote. And at that point they're going to know more because J. Cole put them onto it. So um, he also talked about a lot of other stuff. Like one uh, they talked about was like talking about cutting people off and how mm. like um, for him, people were like using him and he didn't know that because he never had money before. Mm. And then come mm -hmm. to find out that people were just there for his money and he had to figure that out. And so now he's got to like cut himself off and really find out who he was again. So I feel like that speaks to everyone 2018. Mm -hmm. It's a year to get rid of toxicity. Yeah. And yes, it is. Make millions of dollars you to find yep. that out. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So, uh, so, so, um, beyond beyond the J Cole album, uh, there's something specifically going on uh, today at Millersville. Can, can you uh, tell us what's going on today? Yes, WIXQ. We're having our first annual Spring Fling, and what we're doing is we're showcasing local hip hop music. So we've got artists coming from Philly. Uh, from Lancaster, from Millersville. Our headliner is Lean Bean, Kid with a Gift. She is amazing. She's like, she's from Philly. Obviously, I said that. She's really, really involved in the culture. Like, she came up for an interview and she couldn't hear the beat to, to, to do a freestyle. So she got mad. She, like, threw the headphones and was like, I'm just gonna do it. 
no beat. Just went in for like three minutes. Mm. And it was fire. Like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So she, she's coming tonight. She's going to be here. And she's going to put on an amazing show. She really gets into it every time. Like, that's how you know someone's really into, like, to the culture and the music. Because you could be in, uh, performing in front of three people. And you're still going to act like you're at the Grammys. Like, mm -hmm. do your Putting thing. On. yeah. Exactly. She does that. So I love that about her. We've got an uh, artist from York, Naku. He's like, I like to call him the next Chris Brown. Like, he sings so beautifully. And he's taken over. He has a song with Rich the Kid. He, he just opened up for PMB. Like, he's, he's got millions of views on Facebook videos. So, like, we've got some great shows coming out. Lancaster's right. own. So, oh, we got dance teams. We got comedians hosting it. So, and it's free. Seven uh, to ten tonight. That's great. Yes. Wow. That's great. That's great. So, uh, uh, for the people, for the people that are uh, watching on uh, Facebook Live that just tuned in, can, can you tell us again what you're talking about? Yes. Uh, WIXQ's first annual Spring Fling is tonight from 7 to 10. We've got artists from Philly to Lancaster coming out. We've got comedians, Zan Zaniel and CJ hosting. Uh, and a, D a special DJ Pretty coming out. You okay. know, he's out here on the rides. One of the most requested DJs. So it should be a night to remember. 7 to 10. All right. So, uh, so how, how how important is it, um, especially for 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 the music scene uh, for for smaller towns? Uh, how important is it uh, to have showcases like this? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, it's it's everything. It's the only way that our artists really get people to hear them and, and hear that they've got things that they sound just as good as the people you're hearing on the radio. The only difference is you're not being told that they're good. Mm -hmm. So what we hope is that, number one, um, you know, this is going to show people in our city that we do have a, um, a local music uh, system, like we're right. growing. Not just music. Very true. We have, we have right. hip-hop culture. Because we have lunch, yes. we have Roots and Blues, we yes. have Gallery Road. Don't you know what we don't have, though? <laughs> But we don't show how much we we support those exactly. other arts. Exactly. Not that they're other arts, but they are here. Yes. Right. Um, and, and I've heard from hip-hop artists that are just like, yeah, I get my come up here, and then I gotta leave. Yeah. Because Lancaster doesn't like me, they, doesn't, they don't want I just me, think there's they're like not two aware. places I can go. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, one of the other hosts, uh, we have three hosts for the show tonight. Kurt Montgomery, he is graduating, so hey Kurt. Um, he was talking to me and he was like, you know, I, it, it blew my mind that Millersville's radio station, the one that I work at, is the only one that plays hip-hop here in Lancaster. Yep. We've got no hip-hop music yep. outlets, none. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's huge, and I feel like that makes the showcase even bigger, because maybe if we show that we've got this, Maybe we can make moves to have more hip hop played Absolutely. on the radio. So Absolutely. You know. So then um let me ask you this. Um for 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 people that stereotype um, be, because I lived in uh, Philly for uh, a, a couple of years and like when I would tell people like yo you got to look at uh, uh, some people from Lancaster like Lancaster got a nice hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, ah, yeah. you know, yeah. ah I miss town. Exactly. Ah. You know, like, exactly. like, how do you, how do you bypass that stuff? Because right. there's, there's a lot of dope music coming out of Lancaster specifically. So, how do you get over that hump? Well, I, for me, whenever people say that, like, oh, Amish, I'm like, okay, yeah, there are Amish, but there's also a city. There's an inner right. city. 
and just like every other innocent. Yeah. Let them know they don't know that. Honest me, they have their loopholes. They know. But I like to remind people, like just like anywhere else, there are inner cities and just like every other inner city, it's underfunded. There's no you know, and there's no schooling. Like so what do people have? They have hip hop culture. The only thing that most inner cities have to connect people and create community. So that's here, and just like it's everywhere else. So like, don't turn your nose to it just because it looks different. Right. You know what I mean. So. All right. All right. So, one more time. Uh, what's going on tonight? WIXQ's first annual spring fling. We need support. Come out seven to ten tonight. Um, the student welcome center at Millersville. If you find me on um, Facebook, Jessica's PR handle, I can help you find your way. Um, come out 7 to 10. If we have a big turnout this year, we're going to do it again next year. Right. So local artists, share this and come on out. Yes, awesome. and let's, let, let's have a big turnout. Let's, yes. let's do this. All right, so um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hip Hop and Politics. Uh, uh, up next, you're going to listen to No Pressure, No Diamonds. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just pay, 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 pay close attention to this track. And we'll, uh, uh, we'll get right back, uh, with our interview with Michelle and everything Starbucks. Uh, hopefully, Jessica, you'll stick with us. Of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hip Hop and Politics. Giving a fuck at the age of six And then in ninth grade We was losing the house My mama couldn't pay the rent So they was moving us out So I was sleeping on the floor Mama sleep on the couch Up at my granddad's crib I was foolish and proud Then I started doing drugs I was a mess Popping anything that I could crush on the desk And then I fell in love with fighting I would fight to the death On any day at any place With anyone who wanted next Now I'm a new me All the stuff's in the past I said enough with all that dumb shit I focus on the rap I got a future, ain't no time for acting stupid So now I take my life and I'm gon' write it in the music The game is like a mountain, I've already started climbing The air is getting thinner, I've adjusted to the climate They say I couldn't do it, I told them I'm gonna try it No pressure, no diamonds Yeah, I'm tired of this verse First they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again They'd rather see me do life in a pen and give you life with a pen Someone told him stay humble when diamonds nothing to him Now that limelight don't seem so bright, he ain't tripping Just watch for the snakes and scandalous women But I learn how to spot them and drop them before you do business And somebody gon' think you act but know you the illest Say it and feel it like I know I can't Whether any storm that's given with this mic in my hand A legend I am, dog, you just a flash in the pan Book in his hand now rhyming is new religion Inspired back then by rappers he knew were Christians Now his attitude check and fuck him if they don't feel him They'd rather dap him than diss him Yeah I ain't gotta be godless to be a gardener Still the flame spit it was dubbed a lyrical arsonist Ass bleak, J murder and short fuse Stephanie, 
J-Blooded and Van Blue Worked hard, came too far for us to lose Oppression make diamonds, won't stop till we wear them jewels, yeah Ass bleak, J-Murder and Short Fuse Stephanie, J-Blooded and Van Blue Worked hard, came too far for us to lose Oppression make diamonds, won't stop till we wear them jewels, yeah Bitch Uh Choreo just think, I was only with this shit just to get a couple dollars, maybe pay my way through college. Then I made a few friends who was fitting to ship out. Then my orders quickly followed, I was fitting to ship out to a place you only hear about. You can't get no commercial route, no JetBlue, no Delta, where the Taliban is sheltered, where your boy would be dwelling for the next half year. I think what happened out there made me the man I am here. All my limbs are attached and I'm mostly thankful for that, because I know a lot of women and men who ain't coming back. I know a lot of them came back and were never the same. I know a few who came back and put the lead to the brain I guess I was stronger than that or I guess I just handled it different I wasn't alone with a strap under trained with the US Rangers shit was crazy came back and saw the family of strangers who can blame me I am more decorated than half of these rookie cops who ride around with their glocks cocked I am losing my patience cause the Jake keep following I'm being targeted non-stop we were never alike I came from watching people die in the night Watching grown men bleeding out, begging to die I ain't speak his language, I knew from the look in his eyes That he wasn't begging for life My mama don't see me the same She looking at me like I snapped and a part of me never came back Well how I'm supposed to react I seen the devil in the desert, no therapy's gonna change that Walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'll fear no man, no God, no breath Anytime soon will be my last In this cold world I'm shining under pressure You can see the facts Ladies and gentlemen, um, unless you're living under a rock, you, you know, um, you, you, there's this thing with Starbucks going on right now. Um, I don't want to give too much on uh, details because we have a special guest, uh, that was actually there. Uh, so Michelle, um, I'm going to let you take it, uh, for, from here and, 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 and tell us, uh, tell us. Walk us through the yes. chronology of what happened. The chronology. Well, first I'd like to say that, you know, the reason that this has gone even international is because what happened was so blatantly racism. It was so blatant discrimination. Anyone that's going to try and have opinions to say, you know, something negative about it, it it's international because it's, it's so obvious. It's so in your face. It's so hard to look at it any other way than racism. Right. So I watched it from beginning to end. And part of that reason is because I thought the one brother was cute. So I was looking at him. <laughs> I was actually, like, I was watching him for the minute. I was like, oh, you know. He had this beard. He had this, you know, he had this jacket on. He looked fly. His demeanor. He was cool. They were calm. I was like, okay, let me just watch them for a while. I was like, you know, I'm in the corner. They can't see me. Right? <laughs> so they come in, and he immediately ask the barista to use the bathroom mm -hmm. right away that's the first thing he did so polite she wait said, that's what i'm saying because i just would have yeah. zipped right in there <laughs> <laughs> right. try to open the door but like why is this open so that's thing one he was polite enough to say excuse me how about may that I yep. when i'm not even that polite right so she said no it's for paying customers only and they were like okay and they went and sat down so when she walked away, I noticed that she was mouthing something to herself. My mm. first thought was, 
she's saying something racist. Mm. But I have to check myself because, you know, you have to say to yourself, Michelle, you have no idea what she's saying right now. Right, you don't always want to pull that card. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, maybe she forgot something and she's going to the back to get something from the back. I don't know what she just said. Ten minutes later, the cops show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm pretty sure that whatever I was thinking in my head, maybe she was really saying something. I don't understand why, why, why they're here. So I see them go up to her, and I see her point to the two gentlemen and say something along the lines of, the, you know, these two guys in the corner, they won't leave, they won't buy anything, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened in the past 10 minutes? Did they steal a chocolate bar that I didn't notice? Mm. Did they take one of the almonds at the counter? Like, what? Because I didn't see anything happen. I saw their interview yesterday, and apparently they said that she did go over to them, ask them if they needed anything, water or coffee, and they said, no, we're waiting for our friend. That was it. Wow. So it's Nothing. not as if she was like, y'all, you need to leave. She and they were like, no, no. Right. Because I, I think that's the, the, the point nope. people want to stand on. Yep. It was two minutes. From, from when they got in there to when, they called, to when she called the cops, they determined it was two minutes. Wow. Two. So, yeah. like, no time. It was, like, immediate. Well. It was, like, I got to get these black boys out of here. Yeah. I'm going to go call the cops. Yeah. So, now mind you, there's only two or three other black people in the Starbucks besides these two. So there's like five of us. So when you see another, you know, other black mm -hmm. people in a situation where you're a minority, you, you notice them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you, I got you. Immediately. <laughs> Keep it's it like, real. Right. <laughs> I got you, you got me. Exactly. We're surrounded by white people here. Right. So the cops talked to her for maybe only 10 seconds, a few seconds. They didn't even get, like, it wasn't more to the story. That's why I was so confused. I'm like, so... I'm hearing her say nothing happened, really. They walk immediately over to the, to the men. I look over at them, and they're looking up, and the look of confusion and nervousness on their face, I mm. will never forget that look. They were just like, they can't really be walking towards us, right? Like, there, there has to be some, maybe they're going to the person next to us or over there, because they can't be coming for us. They walk up to them, two officers in light blue, and they ask them, basically they're like, trying to ask them to leave. Now, I'm far away enough that I can't hear what's going on because they're speaking in a very normal tone mm -hmm. of voice. Mm -hmm. There's no loudness. Mm -hmm. They're not They're not raising their voices. But I can just see the, the, there's a little bit of agitation there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start recording. Because I don't know what's, gonna, what's, what's happening here. So I get up. I stand. I'm standing like 10 feet from them and I just start recording. And everyone's looking at me like, why is this girl standing up and recording? I'm like, yeah, because you're on the weight and you don't realize that something's going on here, but I can just sense something's mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to give you that for days, girl. I'm starting to get hot. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm getting nervous. I'm like, something's going on, right? So long story short, you know, I can see them just, they keep talking back and forth, and they're basically just asking them to leave. And the guys are like, basically, you need to explain to us why? Mm. Why are you asking this? To, what did we? Uh, they they just couldn't figure it out. They even called their friend that they're like, we're here to meet somebody. It's Starbucks. It's Starbucks. Right. Everybody so, meets. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on loitering. A Many people make Starbucks their offices. Right, Everybody. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Screenplays written <laughs> Starbucks in. Literally. And it upset me because I'm thinking to myself, 
The white guy sitting next to me was there for 45 minutes and hadn't bought anything. Wow. Oh, exactly. Wow. That's a nice tidbit. He had it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. He had wow. tattoos. He was, I mean, he was kind of cute, too. But he had tattoos. <laughs> you know, he was bigger. You know, he could have been seen as a threat. Mm. But no one called the cops on him. I saw a white lady who was jogging come in, use the bathroom, and leave. Wow. Right. And I said to myself, right. obviously, I must not have been doing that much work because I remember a lot of things right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a lot of details and a lot of people. And she came in and she used the bathroom and she left. And I thought to myself, maybe she's here all the time and they know her, so they let her use the bathroom. Maybe she knows the code. Maybe she mm. works here. But I noticed she came in, she used the bathroom, and she left. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I, I started getting, like, angry because I'm like, mm -hmm. well, this is obviously racism. I don't know what else it could possibly be. I'm seeing all right. these white people. Not everybody has cups. Not everybody bought mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. They're being asked to leave. They've been here for five minutes, ten minutes. So their friend Andrew pulls up, the guy that they were actually meeting. And at one point, one of the girls came up to me and she was like, hey, what's, what's going on? And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're being asked to leave for not buying anything. I'm like, this is insane. And she was like, what? So she starts recording, and then I hear the girls in the back start talking. Now, now they're talking to each other. What's going on? What's going on? It's, start, it's starting to spread. Mm -hmm. Their friend comes in, and he's like, "This is so obviously discrimination. Like, is this is this not clear to you?" Now the two officers in light blue, they were they were polite-ish. They were just like they seemed very junior, mm -hmm. like not mm -hmm. very um, confident, not very experienced. So a third cop walks in. He's wearing all dark blue. Apparently, he was like a supervisor. He walks in immediately the escalation or the, the, the situation is escalated because his energy is mm. is just agitated mm -hmm. you know he's just he's coming in he's you know his his chest is is puffed and at one point they said to the men basically now if you don't leave it's trespassing and they were going to have to arrest you all because they wouldn't they wouldn't leave well they're like wow. no we're standing around we're not going to leave until you explain to us why we need to leave right so when they said we're going to arrest you the guy that with the beard actually for one of the only times actually looks up at him and he goes are you serious and he goes yup 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 he's pacing and i'm like you're enjoying this mm -hmm. yep you exactly. are waiting for something to happen yeah. you were just like one of these guys is going to do something and he's yup 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 and i'm like you you just you you love this. You love this right now. So they start there provoking him. Mm -hmm. yep. Literally. And you know the manager was sitting there absolutely loving it too. And yep. that's something oh. that bothers me so much. Why why are we not giving her this attention? Because who was this? Who was this? I heard I was reading comments this morning, people saying, Oh, it was a Hispanic woman, so don't say it was being no, no, it wasn't. No, it was a white lady. <laughs> it was a white woman. <laughs> and I'll get to that because I confronted Thank her. Thank you. Yeah. I confronted her to her face. People, uh, Before I confronted her, I went to the other barista and I said, Why did she call the cops? And he was like, I really don't know. Um, I know that Starbucks is trying to crack down on people. And I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Can I? Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> oh, I'm like, bullshit. I was like, no, no, I can't even talk to you anymore. You're already trying to co cover for her. No, yeah. I can't talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So his, you know, his friend is, is yelling and he was like, you know, did anyone else see this? And I'm the voice you can hear in the one background of the video saying, I saw the whole thing. They didn't do anything. Like, this, this is just, this is insane. So I'm sweating. I'm actually physically, like, my hands are trembling because I'm so angry. Mm -hmm. So I walk up to the one cop, and I'm like, you know what? Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So I went up to him, and I said, why are you arresting them? And he looked at me. He goes, go ask the barista. I'm like, so wow. so you don't have an answer for me is, is what you're right. saying. I go, okay. So I went up to her, and I said, why did you call the cops? Her chest gets red. Her face mm. gets red. She was like, I, I, I. I can't say. Oh, wow. wrong answer. I go, I can. 
I saw it. I saw them come up to you. I saw the entire thing happen. So I go, did you feel threatened at all? She looked down and she kept just like working behind the counter. Mm. So I get a little bit louder. Because when I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm trying to have a discussion with you. Don't ignore me. That's what my mom used to do to me. When she, we get to arguments and she just walk away. Don't you walk away from me when I'm talking to you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got a little louder and I go, did you feel like your life was threatened in any way? She wouldn't even look at me. Mm. Wow. So I got a little bit louder and I said, you're enough and coward. Mm -hmm. Right to her face. Mm -hmm. And she just, what's she going to do? She's behind the counter. She feels safe. I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to keep yelling at her. Right. She's not listening to me. So I go back to, to my table. I'm gathering my stuff. And I look up and I see like five other white women just staring at me. And they all stand up and they're like, we're leaving too. I was like, this is, this is amazing. That's this amazing. is amazing. Yeah. One woman said, um, she's, my, she's like my, my, my friend now, my, my soul sister. We've been oh. talking all week. She, um, she stood up and she goes, I was just here yesterday. And I have been coming here for so long. And I sit here for hours. And no one ever asks me to leave when I don't buy anything. Mm -hmm. and, she goes, and you know why. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It was right. just, I walk outside and I go to the same cop and I go, I just don't understand. He goes, I understand your frustration. Mm. Do you? No. Do you understand my frustration? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they are in handcuffs right now in the back of the cop car. So do you understand? He was like, well, we had to respond to the call. I get that. I do. And I go, but, but. Why'd you need all, all the policemen? There were like seven or eight cops there. Right. Or two men. Right. How did you feel about seeing the city commissioner get up? Did you see that this morning? Oh, yeah. And he, he, say he about his wording? He tried to take it back. He tried to take it back. Or he, he, he misspoke. Happened? He didn't realize that Starbucks was a place where people go in all the time. And he didn't not, realize that. He didn't realize that. Oh. So, oh. So, <laughs> so what you're telling me is that you immediately defended all the police officers without blindly knowing, blindly without knowing really the whole situation See, now why the are the journalists not saying that like um so are you now admitting to blindly supporting your police because that's literally that's what our that's, I feel like like that's what our journalism they need to be doing that right right you gotta call them out mm -hmm. like yep mm -hmm. you just that, you uh, showed that, yourself. that blue coat or whatever that, that exactly that have they right. just they don't right. care what it is they're gonna be right. like nope he didn't do it he's yep. innocent mm -hmm. right so right. I asked the other two young young officers who were in the light blue. He actually turned around. He said, well, you saw me. I wasn't being disrespectful, right? I go, no, you weren't being disrespectful. And I said, but handcuffs? Right. And arrest? I go, do right. you realize you're arresting them for not buying a latte? Right. Mm. Not buying While a latte. Black. While black. Mm -hmm. So another gentleman actually went in and bought them two drinks and came out and tried to, you know, I don't know if he was trying to make a point or if he was just, you know, trying to be nice. He was like... You know, and he, and he was a black man, and I was very happy that a he did that. A random citizen, like a civilian. He was well. He was in the Starbucks. Okay. No, it was just it, the customer. Yeah, it was nice. Okay. But I remember when I was videotaping, I was actually mad at him because he was a black man and he wasn't sticking up for them at right. first. Mm. Right. And I was mad at first, but I thought to myself, he's probably thinking these cops are serious. They mean business. I'm not going to say anything, or else I'm going to get arrested. Well, that was going to be my my next question. What? were the other people of color in the establishment doing while this was going on? It was on? only three of us. I'm the only one that started, that got up and confronted the police and confronted the barista. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Thank so you. for lack of a better word, the other two were sheep. And that's, that, okay. that's the thing... <clears throat> That, that's the thing that, that, that I'm kind of worried about um, uh, be, because I I put it out on my Facebook that, like, everybody is upset with Starbucks, and I get it, but the Philly PD 
they deserve some some shade here too because they could have came in and said, "Oh, there's nothing here." Yes. Let's go home. Please don't call nine one one for this. Right, right. How about some judgment, some discretion? There was, there was none there. They didn't, they didn't investigate. They didn't ask any more questions. They didn't ask the barista for for any more information. It was just, oh, it's those two. Okay. Yep. Yep. I feel like the barista, who knows that, they weren't going outside Starbucks policy. How about that? Mm. I think there should be more accountability there. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. 100%. I don't know if she should rightfully lose her job exactly. I think she should. She should. I think she should. She should. She should. Because, 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 because the thing is, you can't they, trust her. Right. And, and and the thing is, let's say that those the let's say one of those brothers was having a bad day. All right. And right. got exactly. approached by the cops. Like it's it's just, sir. It's not the time today. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have exactly. time for your racism. I don't have time for your nonsense. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, to another level. he could have been a hashtag. That's the issue. Yep. He could have been a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Like, like just, and, and that's something crazy as, as black men we have to cognitively think about when we go out into this world every day. Like, I don't want to be a hashtag. So here's a, quick, here's a quick little input here. A quick question. We'll go around and say a yes or no. If you were on the job and you discovered a fellow employee reveal themselves as a racist, Mm Do you feel it's grounds for termination yes. after being taken to a supervisor or going up the ladder? How do you feel about that? Yeah, 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 I, I do. do. I do. You do? I do. And also maybe um, or maybe just not put them in in a place where they're interacting with anybody. Like give them like an administrative right. role. I don't know. I think and, and in the back. That, I think the people around her who allowed it they need to be questioned too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Why, because yeah. it's not just her. If someone would have walked up and like, what are you doing? Right. This is right, wrong. Right. Went to the police officer like, she's wrong. Nobody did anything there. So right. I feel like everybody in there needs to be questioned. Yeah, honestly. true. True. So so then, uh, Michelle, when um when right before you took your camera out, like like what what was that light bulb moment that said, okay, I need to record this? Um. I'm not sure. I think it was just because I had seen them from the beginning and I knew they just seemed like normal, sweet men. And I could tell that the police, I mean, they got so close to them. Like they stood over top of them. They were sitting the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know. Like in, in this day and age, you just don't know. And, you know, you know, we all know that racism goes on every single day, all day, everywhere you are. Just because I'm in Rittenhouse in Philadelphia doesn't mean that that's not going to happen there. So I said, let me just let me just see what's what's going on. And I never thought that things would escalate to where they to where they are. But I'm so happy that it did. I'm happy that the way that they handled themselves was key mm-hmm. for everyone to realize that this can happen. Like you are guilty for being Which black. Which is so yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. It's so unfortunate that you have to be on your best behavior when the whole world is against you at this moment. You have Who's to be, on your yeah, side? You have, you have to, to be extra good when you're black. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and, and, and what happens? You still get detained until. Two o'clock a.m. Yep. And insane. that's crazy. Yep. That's insane. That yeah. is insane. That's it a is. good point. Because they were being extra good. Like I said, I just would have marched right exactly. into Starbucks. Exactly. And ninja'd that dope. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pay. And I would have been that. And I would have been that. Exactly. Yes, I know I'm not 
not a derelict. The, they knew, so they knew they had to be extra good. They asked for yep. permission, and it still blew up in their faces. Yep. Right, um, we, we have a, uh, a comment from uh, Christopher Patton. Uh, he says that no charges were uh, filed, and the woman uh, who called the police is no longer employed with uh, Starbucks. Mm. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Th thank you. I mean, but the thing is, I... I... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like, oh, I want blood or, or, or anything like that. But like, I feel as though that her losing her job isn't enough. Agreed. Um, oh, oh, we got our first call. We got our first call. Um, this is Hip Hop and Politics. You're on the air. Hey, Marquise, it's Chris. Um, I just confirmed, I was reading the, the threads and listening to everything. I just confirmed that no charges were filed uh, and, and by the DA when they were, were released. And uh, the woman who called the police, she is no longer employed with Starbucks. Now that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So so then, um, um, personally, personally, because I was about to um, hit on that, do, do you feel as though that her losing her job is enough? Or do, do you feel as though that more action should be taken? Okay, so without going uh, too far off the rails, I feel like anyone who calls the police um, without just cause or any real threat uh, has to face some kind of punitive action. So if, if you personally say that uh, a crime was committed against you and then you're found out, you know, like, oh, I was kidnapped or I was robbed and then you're found out to be lying, um, the city comes after you for the expenses exactly. incurred in the investigation of that false report. So I feel like if you call the police and nothing was going on um, that, you know, regardless of what happens in the public sphere to you, that you need to face some kind of uh, a citizenship uh, a punishment. Because, I mean, like you said, those guys could have been a hashtag. So if the police would have killed them, they certainly would have been culpable and murdered, but that murder wouldn't have occurred without her racial bias causing her to think two black men sitting at a table for 120 seconds deserve to be harassed by the police. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great points, Chris. Thank you. And uh, uh, right. please, please, yeah, I'm loving the show. Oh, please, <laughs> please, please, please call in if you have some more. All right, guys. Have, have a good one. All right, you too. So, so, yeah, so then let me... Um, let That's me... a good question yeah. about Out for Blood because I think, uh, I mean, we all agree that she needed to lose her job she definitely, I think, needs to face a fine or something. For, I think Chris made a great point. 100% definitely. Yeah, like, back in the day, time. back in the day, remember when they used to pull the fire alarms at school? You would get in Ooh, trouble. Okay. The Skating Castle. They came in the classroom and had a talk with us and everything about this stuff. Skating Castle, if you dial 911, you got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't swept under the rug or anything nope. like that. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's a mistake. If you look at it outside of, you know, her being, she's discriminating. On top of it, she wasted police resources. Mm. What else was going on? It's a big city. What it's else is going yeah. on? Right. And and they're not there now. They I'm were, sure they had other things to do. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Right. Sure. So you need to pay for that, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. But... When Legally, we, she needs at, at tw in 2018 now, I think we've all experienced this shift of sort of when so w going out for blood and sort of like pushing somebody um, and alienating them or at least giving them on top of, you know, the punitive um, punishments and all of that. 
alienating them socially. And I think we could take this opportunity to teach this woman something. Right. And teach other people Absolutely. something. And I, I'm 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 angry and I'm I and I think as much as I hate that this happened, this is the perfect example the naysayers have been waiting for. Yes. I have talked to so many moderate whites that are like, oh, but Michael Brown had an attitude. Oh, but, you know, if you're, if you're just polite to the police officers, you won't die. Right. And yet there's still arguments. It's a, it doesn't matter because I was, that's what I did. Uh, I was reading this morning comments because I, I knew we were going to talk about this, so I wanted to know what white America is saying. And, and they're just, there's no logic behind anything. They completely dismiss anything by saying, oh, well, she was Hispanic, so no, you've made that up. Oh, well, she was a feminist, so no, you made that up. All of these things that they're, that they're combating it with are completely made up, lies. And unfortunately, some media sources like Fox News, they perpetuate that idea. And um, we, I, I part, part of me feels that alienation of this woman does teach her something, you know, because you don't know what it's like to be the only one in the crowd, you know, that's, right. that's you know what I mean? So I feel like, but it doesn't teach anyone else anything. So I, I can agree that maybe alienation isn't the right option. So what was the first thing that she said to you when you confronted her? What was like the, the, the very first thing she told, that, she told me that she couldn't say as to why she called the cops. Like she was just like, I think flabbergasted that I that I even approached her. Mm -hmm. Like her chest got red, her face got red. Mm -hmm. She couldn't even believe that I was approaching her. And like, this is why I'm saying she needs to educate yes. it. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently it's not the first time that she's done that. There was an article. Wow. Oh wow. There was an article that came out apparently that she discriminated against other you know other minorities that worked at Starbucks. So that's why I'm like, she definitely needs to look right, at it's like, yeah. So it's like, you know, we alienate her, but she has some kind of, I mean, that, that's that's rooted in her. That's who she mm. is. It's not the first, that's not the first time that she's, you know, I mean, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened in that time frame. See, that's when, that's when the personal starts to affect the business. You know, today right. we're supposed to respect everybody's backgrounds and you know, their beliefs and how they feel and their perspectives and stuff like that, when it's really hard to not allow it to seep into the other aspects of life mm -hmm. and society as a whole. If, if, yes. you were, if you were raised as a child to feel like a particular group of people were lesser than... Say it. You're going to grow up and you're going to get in the working world and you're going to yep. be with these people that you think are less than you. Right. Right. And you're going to have to be an Oscar winning individual to portray as if you're not phased by it in hey, any way. Hey, exactly. And if you are phased by it, it's like, hey, man, you know, you shouldn't be phased by it that much. What? You should get over it. Well, it doesn't affect that you that much. You. Right. right, right. And then this entitlement, it's... Yeah. Well, it's a bunch of the white girls said to me afterwards, they were like, I can't believe how calm they were. I would have flipped out. Mm. I said, well, this is my opportunity to explain to them a little bit more about their white privilege. Right! Ooh, and I said... Perfect. It's perfect. I said, well, they couldn't. They're black. Mm -hmm. They could lit literally is life or death. I said, you could have probably grabbed their gun, waved it around, backhanded it. Right, right, right. right. Still wouldn't have been mm -hmm. 
Right. Have you guys seen Charged this video? The there is a, a, a white man, uh, probably a college student, and he is being chased by a police officer. He takes the police officer's gun. He gets in the police officer's car. Oh I am not. I'm not joking. Like, and this police officer just runs after him the whole time. Another police officer comes, hits him with a car. Still peacefully and alive, he gets put into another. So how does this was probably like a whole ten minute run around chasing. Why didn't you pull out your gun and tase him or shoot him? Like, I don't understand. He's clearly a threat. He's getting in your car trying to run over you, and yet you're running from the car instead of trying to shoot at him. Going back to what you were saying, Jessica, about always finding a reason, and, like, we've seen for a long time now the constant looking for justifications for mm -hmm. these actions mm -hmm. that don't have any. Right. They right. don't have any. Like, just... Like what Sophie was saying, you know, that she's Hispanic. Oh, Michael Brown had an attitude. Mm -hmm, Just mm -hmm. all these other things that aren't real reasons. But I really feel it's to make you guys feel better about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be, because this this can't be my America. You know, yeah. my, in, in my America, they don't kill people for no reason. There has to be a, a, a reaction well, there has to be an action and a reaction. And and because the cop acted this way, there has to be something. And, I and it's not fair, America. That's not That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's not. It's not there. I, I love this. Is a, I've heard this from so many. Um, I'm white, as we see that. And, and I have a lot of um, family that I, I, this is a topic that I cannot help but to bring up any time that there is a choice. I'm, I'm sorry I am. As feminist as they come, intersectional feminist. Mm -hmm. And anytime that there's an opportunity to teach you, I'm gonna jump on it. And I'm sorry if we're drunk at a party, it's when it's gonna happen. Right. So, but the argument I always get from uh, older white men, mostly, and white women, is, well, in my community, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. We don't see that in my community. Mm -hmm. You know what also you don't see in your community? People of color. Right, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. How about the, that? It's, it's the truth, and unfortunately, people are incapable of um, appreciating the fact that every other community doesn't look like yours. And I think that's the biggest issue, is that white America is completely unaware of what America really is. They're blind. Yeah. Willfully blind. Yeah. So they justify those, exactly. those actions. Yeah. And in the byproduct of that is, like Nina was saying, it's made to make you feel guilty. And I think it's might have what kept the other two people of color at Starbucks from saying anything. And it's what keeps most of us from saying something when we're mistreated. Because the first thing we think... We can't, we can't. I feel like hard. they were, the fear probably played a good part into why they didn't say anything either. Because you can get arrested, you can get killed. I'm, I'm just scared. saying that yes, that's the fear of playing the race card. The fear of playing the race card has yes, been instilled in us yeah. from white America because it doesn't happen in their country. Really? I feel like that's a portion of it, but also people in general try to be really non-confrontational. Totally! Right. It's true. just human nature! You right. know, never create any friction, mm -hmm. right. make any waves, they don't want to go against the grain in any way, so they stay quiet when really their voice is what may make the difference. Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. What, what, um, my, my biggest frustration uh, with with what what is going on um, is is the black men 
uh, that are that are defending the cops. Mm. Um, there are there are black men that are defending. Oh the cops. my God! <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the gentleman should have been um, complicit. If they asked them to leave, they should have got up and left. Is this America or not? Yes. This is not a police state. Exactly. A police cannot just come up to you on a park bench and say, move. Right. That's not America. And, and that's what I tried to explain to them. And 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 one of my one of my you know closest friends, one of my closest friends, it he he was like, Well, if a police officer tells me to get up and move, I'm gonna move. And I'm like, but wait, like the police officer is a human being. At the end of the day, that human being can be completely wrong. And you work for us. Right! Public you servant. Work. Yes. Yes. I, I paid you guys. Not right. only that, I think that. that these men that are saying that, they've got a case of Stockholm Syndrome. That, mm. Say it again. They Please. have a case of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> they have been bred to believe that they need to act a certain way because it's been... I mean, if you've watched the documentary 13th, the, the mm-hmm. inception of the police force back in the day, their big initiative was to control the black population. Right, right. Back in the day, mm-hmm. the, the police and the KKK were working side by right. side. To right. capture freed black freed people. How, how about that? How about that? So that's part of their culture. This code and blue, you know, that's that's part of who they, so it, it's going to take, I think the police force is behind. Because mm. they're still treating mm-hmm. us like this. Yep. Yep. They're just doing it a little bit more peacefully. Can you please leave now? Right. I'm so happy that they that they stood their ground. No, we need to no. I know my rights. Yes. 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 And to explain to me why we I need still to still have KKK and the police. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, until we, we until we label the KKK as a hate group and we start going after them the way that the Black Panthers were going after them. How about Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. So until we have that, the, the police, I really, it's really, I don't think it's going to get better. Because number one, we have the hooded men wor- uh, on our streets right now. Right. And number two, our police forces don't look like the communities they serve. Oh that's my gosh, you hit a big point. Um, be, because I, I think that that's a huge issue. Because for for the police, like you don't have um, Officer Jim from Queen Street. Right. You know, he right, right, right. right like like he knows the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. He knows the people. He saw little Tyrone grow yeah, up. Exactly. You know, he knows Miguel be getting drunk. And and that's what you see out in the counties. You see out in the counties, oh, they know yeah, Earl Earl the mm-hmm. uh, uh policeman. Yes. And Earl he'll give little Chuck um, uh, a second, third chance because Earl used to drink with Chuck's father. He'll buy, and Earl, every- he'll buy him a new pair of shoes right. because he doesn't doesn't have it. Right. Oh, and that's nice. Right. We don't got yeah. And 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 that's because there's that disconnection. Mm-hmm. There's that disconnection, and just like you saw in in, in Starbucks, that disconnection when when the um, police officer, the 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 head honcho, I, right. I, I'll say, you know, you, you said you said that he came in and he escalated the situation. He escalated it. So so you're. Your thoughts on that? Because once you said, you know, he he came in and escalated it, like you would think somebody that has um, uh, some kind of seniority would come in and de-escalate a a situation, especially in the kind of climate that we are in. What were some of your thoughts that ever going through your mind? Well, 
I'm gonna tell you a story that I personally went through back in 2012 with a policeman who was like the highest ranking of their of their force. I'm at level two, I'm hanging out with my friends, and five police officers all dressed in black with crime unit on their bulletproof vest approach me and they ask me to leave. And I'm I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm thinking maybe something happened to my my, my brother, but I'm like, no, he doesn't even go out. And I don't and like he was like back in Palmyras. I'm like, what's what's going on? I go out with them, they're asking me questions. They're treating me terribly. Like I am, I'm scared. I was a grown woman. I almost peed myself to be honest because I was that frightened. Um, and once he realized that I was not the suspect, and I don't mind being questioned. If I fit the description of the suspect, question me. That's fine. If the description is a skinny, dark-skinned woman, fine. Ask me. Ask away. But he treated me guilty, and I was so scared. So after he realized that I wasn't who he was looking for, and I realized I was safe. I got loud and I was like, that was not okay. I go, you treated me so terribly. Like, I, I work at Nationwide Insurance. Like, who do you think that I am? He got in my face and he started yelling. He goes, this is your fault. Wow. And I was like, okay, so not only are you racist, you're delusional, because that sentence made no, it made no sense. Who are you talking to? What's my fault? I go, my fault for, for being black? I don't, I don't understand what that even means. Right. A white police officer grabbed my arm, pulled me to the side, and told me to go report him the next day because she has seen him on multiple occasions have racial insensitivity issues. And my thought is, why is he the lead on this investigation? Why aren't you when reporting him? The sus well, because like, I got that code. She yeah. can't do that. She's yeah. telling me to do it. Yeah. She said it in a quiet voice. She pulled me to the side and she said, you need to go say something. She can't do that. Mm -hmm. Who knows what kind of backlash she would have gotten? Right, exactly. So when I went and, and reported it the next day, the chief at the time told me that that's not the first complaint they had. I said, so tell me why mm -hmm. he was the lead on this investigation when the suspect was black. Mm -hmm. Right. When you know that he's racist. No, so why is he still working out with the people? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, we, the, the, there's an issue. They they ignore those things. They mm -hmm. can know flat out a police officer is racist, and they they're not doing anything mm -hmm. about it. No so accountability. You, you can be at the at the highest rank. It doesn't matter. Right. I just don't get this idea. It's the there's it's like we're gonna stand up for our police officers for what to keep from what maybe mm -hmm. people are gonna point fingers at me. It's like with this Me Too movement. Everyone's like, oh well, you know, um, you can't even say hello to a woman anymore. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Right. So police right. officers are like, oh, don't even come at anybody because. Well, then they're going to come for all of us. That's not the case. And, like, right. without accountability, without a complete revamp, I mean, this is just absolutely pathetic. Exactly. Yeah. And they do it because they can. They exactly. do it because every time they kill an unarmed black man or, or an innocent person, they get away with it. Mm -hmm. So they know that they can just deny it and say nothing happened and we're going to stick up for one another and nothing's going to happen to us. Another abuse of power. Mm -hmm. and, right. That's all exactly. it is. And how, how, how empowering is that? I, I mean, it, it's the wrong kind of empowerment, but how empowering is that knowing that you could kill somebody and there's a good chance that you can get away with it? Like, when you're in the situation and, and emotions are running high and everything, that thought can cross your mind, like, I can kill this guy and probably get away with it. And if you just so happen to think that that person is less than you, yeah, it's right. not equal to you, then, I mean, they're just a thug. Right. Nobody. Kill somebody. Nope. So they're just gonna go kill somebody anyway. Right. So and they get paid right. for it. Right. Exactly. They get paid off. And you get thrown on vacation. Administrative right. leave and yeah. a hundred thousand dollars, f
for killing somebody. Mm. I had a uh, um, conversation. I'm not going to say any names, but I had a conversation um, with uh, somebody um, that is of law enforcement, not locally here, but just law enforcement. Um, and when I uh, alluded to um, what happened in Minnesota with the Somalian um, uh, officer that killed and shot uh, the um, white lady, you know, I was like, well, what was the difference? Trying to be ignorant and, and everything. I was like, well, what was the difference with that? Because that's along the lines of all these other type killings. And he straight up told me, oh, that's a white woman. You don't kill a white woman. You don't pull a gun out on a white woman. And it's like he said it so casually that it's like it was common knowledge. So it's like, wait, shouldn't it be you don't kill anybody? Right. You don't pull a gun out on anybody? You know, and and, and, and like I'm sure that like it, it wasn't no, I don't know, I'm probably making excuses for him. But still, like that that kind of, oh, well, you don't do that. It's just like, wait, that should be for... Everybody. Does he even recognize what he's saying with that statement? I don't think he did. It's so deep that what? you just can't even, you don't even recognize that you're completely prejudiced. You're being... R right. Yes. Right. But it sounds like he became more blue than black, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. And it's, 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 I think, um, mainly because I'm a part of a fraternity, but I think it's some kind of fraternal type brainwashing it's the group mm -hmm. speak yeah you don't mm -hmm. you don't go against the rest of the group if 10 people in the group say uh we want to go with blue but you want green you're gonna shut up you're gonna be like all right, right well everyone's going blue and if i say something you know maybe i'm not gonna be a part of this group anymore um i'm gonna be isolated alone so i i get that effect but at the same time oh well you just That's you gotta do what you gotta do i mean because i heard that like white women i mean first of all they're some of the biggest drug addicts, like middle-aged white women. Prescription, some of, yeah, yep. Some mm -hmm. of the biggest shoplifters. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when I'm being followed in a store, I'm like, you need to check the white girl over here. <laughs> here like, she probably knows no one's going to look at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, you know how many white girls have done me dirty as opposed to, <laughs> yes, as opposed Seriously. to black. Like, like, let's it's, not, but, but because they're just a white girl, like, are, they're just, they're entitlement. Kind of special. It's entitlement mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. And it's unfortunate, I actually had a conversation with, um, one of the other hosts of WIXQ's first annual Spring Fling. There you go. Um, tonight from 7 to 10. Uh, and she was telling me about in Millersville. She experiences this every day. I mean, we don't have that diverse of a campus. And, and our new dean will hopefully fix that. Yes. But um, she was talking about she got in an argument with someone because she um, was saying that her GPA, she was really proud of her GPA. And she was like, you know, I, I'm going to get a great job with this. And he was like, you're not. No, you're not. You're black. Okay, I'm a white man. I don't care if I got a 1.8. I'm going to get a job over you. She said she was in a room full of people and no wow. one stood up for her. Wow. Nobody said anything. Everyone sat there quiet. And it just <laughs> broke my heart that like, why, why is it that all of you see her as less of a person right now? It's like, how could it's you insane. allow someone to treat someone like that? It's, and it's, it's everywhere is my point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's really everywhere. So next time you find yourself thinking, oh, that's the race card. The thing is, like, like I don't think that people realize like how much race is is thrown up in our face. Like, like when I was at Lancaster Catholic playing basketball, like I wasn't a basketball player. I was the black basketball mm. player. Like mm. when I was student council president, like I wasn't student council president. I was the first black student council president. Mm. 
Like, like there, there was always race yeah. associated with everything that I did. You know, when when I won Sir Valentine, it wasn't oh you won Sir Valentine. It was oh you're the first black Sir Valentine. And it's just like, all right, like, I'm not... You got to get that qualifier. Right, you know? right, You're right. not part of the regular. Right. You're the black Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, um, I'm not no trailblazer. Like, this is Sir Valentine. Like, I'm Sir Valentine. I, I don't, I don't care about nothing else. Like, I'm Sir Valentine. I'm 17 years old. Right. I'm just trying to get a free prom ticket. Oh, at, the, yeah. at the end of the day. Like, you, all 17-year-old boys. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. Could be Sir Valentine? Right. I don't know. Right, but... But see, there should um, be other ways that were distinguished. There should be. You know. There should be. Like how how many times how many times have have you heard? Oh, you talk so well uh-huh. for a bit. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> you sound like a white girl. You know? Yeah. Oh, what? like like Wells Wells Wells. I saw it. <laughs> 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 I, I, I left my Ebonics back home. You know. <laughs> I's, I's like to talk like a regular person when I'm out in public. <laughs> I'm like, I grew up in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. The furthest place mm. from an urban area. Mm-hmm. What makes you more comfortable? Does right. this make you more comfortable? Try <laughs> to figure out my Rosie Perez impression. Well, how about that? Right, right, right. Like, the thing that really gets me is that when I talk and somebody, you know, they, they jerk back. Like, oh. I wasn't expecting that. And it's just like, what did you expect? And like, where did your expectation come from? Exactly. What happened? I hear this all the time. The most articulate, intelligent people that I know, one of the most in- intelligent persons that I know is uh, Savannah Thorpe. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know Savannah. And she, I, she, uh, we work together, and she every day works to inform people on... Um, diversity on the issues facing people and she's so intelligent and we had a conversation where she was just like it it, it one time it, it broke her down it was just like why am i is it oh you're you're so smart for a black girl right wait wait what, Crazy. You, know what? you sound like a white girl no i sound intelligent right why is intelligence only a white thing yes. so like it's such a it's it's relevant people say that all the time Oh, you talk, You sound so white. You sound so white. Right. Why is intelligence a white factor? Exactly. And that's the problem with being called an Oreo. I've been called an Oreo my whole life. Yeah. I grew up in Palmyra, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. around all white people. And uh, first of all, my parents are African, so I'm farthest from anything white possible. Right. <laughs> but you know, so when I when I say to people, you know, I, I used to let it go because I was always a minority, one of the only black people, and I would feel uncomfortable talk like. You know, arguing back because you want to be a good black person. You don't want to, you know, feel like an angry black woman. But then I started, I got older and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to explain to people. So I say, what makes, like, explain to me how how you how you think that, like, where does that come from? Oh, well, you know, you're educated. And I go, mm, stop. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. implies that black people are not educated and white people are. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then mm-hmm. people are like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even realize right. what I was saying. Right. Like they don't it's so like, ingrained. It's so ingrained in them, you know, and it's it, it it blows my mind. It's like, and no matter how educated you are, you realize you're still black, right? Mm-hmm. Would, you know, like it doesn't matter. I still I still was a, attacked by that police officer. I'm still gonna be, you know, looked about until I start speaking, mm-hmm. and then they're like, 
Boy can talk to you. Now mm. you're the acceptable brown. Yes. Right. I've gotten that. I'm yes. acceptable. I'm safe. Because of the way that I talk. Yes. Because of the way that I present myself. Yeah. Because I was brought up in Spotsylvania, Virginia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not in Puerto right. Rico. Like, right. I, what, what do you people <laughs> expect? I'm a human being. I'm an American. I like hot dogs and hamburgers, too. Right. Right. We, we, we're Americans here. I don't yeah, understand exactly. why you're expecting me to sound a certain way or for me to have a certain number of kids or mm-hmm. me, you know, mm-hmm. to be on welfare, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Hip Hop and Politics. If you uh, want to call in, uh, you can uh, dial 717-208-5942. Once again, that's 717-208-5942. Uh, this episode of Hip Hop and Politics is brought to you by Social Life Promotions. Uh, contact Buddy Calhoun for all of your uh, social and promotion needs. So, um, getting back to our original uh, uh, topic here of, um, of of Starbucks, let's let's kind of rewind the uh, c- conversation uh, since we're at the top of our uh, uh, top of our new hour here. Um, oh, we got a caller before I uh, continue. Uh, hello, caller. You are uh, live on the air. Hip hop and politics. Hi, Rocky. Hello. Who is this? Janet. Hey. Hey. Councilwoman, what's up? How are you all? We we are doing quite well. So so do you have some input? Well, I can say one thing. Mm-hmm. In reference to. Latina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten people that said, "Oh, you don't have an accent." Well, what kind of accent do you want? I right. was born and raised in New York and Lancaster County. What is wrong with that? <laughs> and and can I can I ask you a question? Have um uh, ever since you got elected, have you um ha- have you experienced more more of that? Yeah, I think um, going around and talking to people when they realize that I actually can speak very good English, mm. they're very surprised. And that's something that through my years growing up has always happened, you know. I, I, they, I guess they expect me to sound like, Hola manito, Sousa Mexico! Right. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous that people still have that stigma. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where we're from, whether we have an accent or not. We're Americans. Right. We come from Puerto Rico or not, you know. And you got to respect that. Right. I mean, we have fought wars. You know, we have police officers. You know, we pay our taxes just like everybody else. But yet we still racially get profiled. Right. Mm. Right. I just wanted to throw my little two or three cents there so people recognize that that is very rude for people to make that assumption. Yes, it is. If it, if it helps at all, Councilwoman, I, that... Your realness right. is what gave you my vote for <laughs> city council. You know, I wanted to see a Latina up there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get you trained so you can run the next round. Hey, there it is. Hey. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> said it. There it is. Thank you very much, Councilwoman. We appreciate you calling up. Have a good day. All right, you too. All right, bye. Bye-bye. So... So so yeah, I mean, um, let's let let's backtrack um, uh, uh, a little bit. All right, 
Um, so you see, uh, one, well, two, two, two black guys. Um, one of them, you said, might have been good looking. Yes. Kind of is. The one with the beard. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say kind of because he's a Q and I'm a Catholic. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, but, but all jokes aside, you, you know, um, uh, when, when you seen the cops, uh, walked in, uh, walk in, what was your, your first thought? Like, was it, uh, uh, oh shoot, it's about to go down or... Did you not think that they were there for them initially? But when you I saw- knew they were there initially for them. Yeah, like, you just you just, you just I saw know. the interaction and then I was like, they're, they're, this is they're they because I looked over at them immediately. Like mm-hmm. I looked at them and I was like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. You just know, you know, like your intuition, my, my my spidey senses were up. I was just like alert to that. Like mm-hmm. even from when they walked in for like like I said, I was looking at him because it was cute, but I was paying attention to her right. also for whatever reason. And it turned out to be true, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why, when, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, Jessica, you know, people say that we pull the race card all the time. It's because it happens all the time. Right. We're not making right. this up. We're just right. almost becoming numb to it, where it's like, well, this is our everyday life now. So, you know. These it's dudes, so easy for you to recognize it, too, is because it's something right. that you've, you've, you've gone through yourself. Every single day. So it's you like you think about it. being yeah. black. Like, when right. someone's rude to you, you're like, are they rude right. because they're racist? Or are they rude right. because they're just having a bad right. day? Like, right. And you have to ask yourself those questions. All the time. I've yeah. had to deal with that. Is this boss giving me a hard time because of my race? Because I'm a woman? Because I'm an outspoken woman? Right. Or And it's it could be all of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But right. the fact that I even have to be like thinking about this. Like, oh. All the time. Yeah, we we um we we have a comment uh from uh Kyla Anterton. I I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she says that uh, it's so sad now when I see cops. Yeah, it's a uh, oh shoot, it's about to go down, just like Lord. And that's true. I mean, uh, I mean, like I'll be in a car and I'll follow every single traffic law, but if yep. I see some flashing every lights, yep. you know, my my heart drops down to mm-hmm. my feet. And then, oh my gosh, don't let it be a traffic stop. If it's a traffic stop, I'm I'm sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 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 I be, be, because you don't know. You yeah. you don't know and the traffic stop that could be your last human interaction. And that's 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 real talk. And I'm really glad that you talked about spider senses, um, be, because it, it seems like nowadays, um, it, especially after the 2016 election, mm-hmm. like our spider senses on racism and injustice has kind of heightened. <clears throat> and, and I think that's one of the reasons. I, I mean, I'm just um, I'm just assuming here, but I think that's one of the reasons why you pulled out your phone. Because of the climate that we're in right now, like let's say this was four years ago, you know, I, I could be wrong, but you may not have pulled your phone out. But because of just the era that we're in right now, um, and 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 the climate, it, it's almost like uh, it, it's a double-edged sword because it's good because we're advocating for ourselves now, you right. know, um, I'd be, because without that, without that stuff happening, like. Hip hop and politics may not exist. You know, this conversation mm-hmm. may not have happened. So it's a double-edged sword because there's great things that come out of the debauchery, but the fact still remains is that that debauchery is still there. 
But it's still hard accepting the fact that your life, these little life decisions and choices are based around the fact that you're black. Like, right. Day, let me give an example. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, this just came to me just now. I was riding to pick up my daughter from school and I didn't get dressed this day. And I had on a hat and I had this Adidas windbreaker on. And while riding, and I live in the hood, um, I, I realized after just getting out of the inner city, like, I should take my hood and hat down because mm. I don't want to be misperceived as um, a thug, a man, a black guy, anything. Mm. And I, I kind of frowned upon myself mm. after yes. thinking about it, like, dang, is that where we're at right now? Right. Like, I never, I never, I've rode in cars and took off my fitted before, mm-hmm. you know. But actually changing and fixing myself to seem ideal for law enforcement and to gain it it really kind of did bother me Uh, we have a comment here uh sarah uh, ramos says you have to prepare yourself how to react And, and i mean even even with preparing yourself how to react you have to prepare yourself how you're going to act in general right just like you you prepared yourself by taking off your hoodie you, you know but i questioned whether i wanted to conform or not right right, you know right. I mean? but should that's I, the thought. should i have done it no you shouldn't be i shouldn't be right you shouldn't ride with your hood up anyway in the mm-hmm. peripheral but um just like the hat and stuff i was having a bad hair day right. like right. i should have kept that hat on <laughs> like once I, to to your point um uh, when um, when when we, we were moving back to Lancaster, mm-hmm. um, one of one of the most unsuccessful days that we had was when I wore sweatpants and a hoodie, looking at houses and everything like that. And and, and I brought it to my frat brothers, and, and and I was like, you know, it's it's crazy that that I even have to think that we didn't get accepted for some homes because I was in sweatpants and a hoodie and not a three-piece suit or something like that and you know what some of my frat brothers told me they were like well you should have known better you were looking at houses and you should have known that you need to get dressed up and it's just like wait but why i got money to buy a house right right and that should be it that's it like i'm comfortable we're going to be looking at multiple houses i don't want to be in no suit like all all tight and everything like like I, I drove here from Philly, you know. I don't want to be in a suit in a car for an hour and a half and drive around looking at homes or nothing like that. Like, please, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that assimilation guilt. Yes. yes. That guilt that like you're lucky that we've given you freedom. We've given you opportunities <laughs> right. for right. jobs. We've given you opportunities for you education. You should be thanking us. Right. right. We fought for your freedom. Yeah. Right. No, you didn't. <laughs> Y'all brought us here. <laughs> and then you drafted us into into wars, and you have right. us fight in your wars, right. and you have us die in your wars, and you still treat us like crap when we come back home. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me, oh, you know, what people get shocked when I say I'm not patriotic. Why would I be patriotic? Mm. How right. can I be patriotic? Right. Right. I'm serious. I, how? When 
This country does not value us. They use us. Right. They use us. I was reading a, a book by W.E. Du Bois. Mm -hmm. He uh, was one of the founders of the National Association for Colored People. Mm -hmm. He was talking about how he had joined the military, well, was drafted into the military, and he goes and he fights and he spends so much time traveling the world and he's treated like a human everywhere he goes and he, he, he feels so great about what he did and he comes home and what is he? Nothing but an N-word, right? And that's all he's referred to. And uh, he, the jobs are taken away from him because, and, and his intelligence is ignored because. So um, it, he wrote it was his autobiography, and he's just talking about how nothing's going to change until we do something about it. I mean, even just our soldiers. Mm. Just our soldiers. Can we at least respect them? We can't that? even do that. How about right? that? So. How, how about that? And and then what 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 really gets me um, uh, is is the separation of people that are in the same economic situation. Like, how dare you look down on me? How dare you speak ill of me? And we're in the same economic right. situation it's the same powers you're my neighbor right like, right you know like what? this is what i don't get about people that defend police actions people that defend you know republican tax cuts or you know it's yes. just you you're being brainwashed right right do you realize what you're saying you're never gonna be a millionaire they that doesn't matter that's it that's it that's that's the number one thing i've got well, I mean, I don't want to have to do that. You're never going to make more than 80000 a year. This is where you're at. You're 50 right. years old to make 8000 a year. That's it. You know, like maybe 100000 You're still in the same tax bracket. Right, exactly. So, so they just allowed themselves to be brainwashed. Yep. And, and, and for what? To be part of the us? So as to not be a part of the other. Although the other actually has more people, silly. <coughs> exactly. Right. People here on our right. side. Well, so what are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. And and to to the Starbucks point, I keep on bringing it back to Starbucks. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I really feel as though that that because of that um, that that separatist way of thinking, you know, there were people in there that thought, oh well, this is their problem. This is what they have to deal with. I'm I'm not a part of this. This is this is not my issue. This is their problem. So let me ask you, why did you make their problem your problem? Integrity, mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a human being. I feel things very very deeply. I can read a story about someone across the world and I cry about it. Mm -hmm. So if I see injustice, I just I'm at a point now where I'm. I mean, confidence takes years to build. And I had a lot of issues growing up with race. I had a lot of self-identity issues for a long, long time. And I'm just at a point now where I'm just like, we have to do something. We need to stick up for one another. I would hope that someone would do it for me. Right. I was mad, back in 2012 when that happened to me, I was mad that no one stood up for me. I actually started yelling at the people around me. And I was like, F you, F you, mm -hmm. you didn't stick up for me. You know who I am. Why didn't you say anything to me? Right. I, I mean, and again, because no one was doing it. And I'm like, okay, there's one, two, maybe like five black people in here. Everyone else is white. I'm gonna say something. Right. Mm. right. You know what I mean? And it and it sparks something that I never I mean, I had a bunch of white women stand up with me. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. it's wonderful because this was such a, a blatant act that they couldn't deny it. And I think it only got the traction today because a white woman posted it, unfortunately. Mm. But she admitted to me. She goes, Michelle, I know that the reason that this is going huge is because I'm white. Mm. 
Mm. I was also thinking, I, I had a discussion with someone that another reason why it was so big was because their white friend showed up to say, oh, well, we were yes. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Andrew. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Andrew, right, exactly. And he was all up in ours, and he was he was loud and aggressive. Uh, and aggressive. He was, mm -hmm. he was safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And he, he felt very safe. Oh, yeah. Entitled to tell the police officers, this is my right. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Us white people were very entitled. We're quick to let you know that this is not how you treat yes. me in America. Mm -hmm. But yet, I don't understand how white people can feel this is how you're not treating me in America and not see that it should no, be I'm for sorry. everyone. Right. Why can't we be mm -hmm. as aggressive? Right. Mm -hmm. Why can't you be entitled to the same rights that I have? So it's just mind blowing. But I think that was a great point. How did you feel about the apology that was mm -hmm. sent out by the CEO? Uh, it was good. What I didn't like about it was that he said that the barista never meant for this to get, you know, to escalate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, she did, because she called the police within she two called minutes. The yes, she did. Why are you sticking up for she, her at all? What exactly? Mm -hmm. Separate yourself from her. Right. right. <laughs> what she, what happened is what she wanted to happen. She wanted them removed. Mm -hmm. Right. So yep. she called the police. Don't say mm -hmm. that she didn't want that. She didn't expect it to go to like to an international thing right. and get fired right. and all that. That's what she didn't expect. Mm -hmm. But she wanted them to leave mm -hmm. because she's racist. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's all. That's what it is. And the didn't thing like the is, to, oh yeah, hated yeah. it, yeah. hated it. And what I really want to drive home to people today is that even though it's Philadelphia, there. I seen your face. <laughs> there, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of racism mm. in Philly. Mm. A whole lot. I'll tell you something. I was at jury duty a few months, a few months back, and a woman that was sitting next to me said, "She goes, oh, I hope I get out early." She goes, "I, I got to leave early last year." I go, "Why?" She goes, "Because it came to light that a white officer planted a gun on a young black on, on a young black man." So the case was dismissed. This was wow. like three years ago. Wow. And see, and, and in Baltimore, mm. a cop car got pulled over and a toy gun was found mm. in the top, in, in the um, uh, glove compartment. And, and it came to light that, that they, they were instructed to plant this toy gun on somebody that they shot just in case, just in case. So that's real. And you know, I used to like beg my little brother to move out of Palmyra and move to the city. Mm -hmm. I used to beg him. I'm like, you need to leave Palmyra. It's all white people. I feel better if you're in the city. I feel like you'll, you'll be more safe. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Philadelphia and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does it matter? It's, it doesn't matter. It's so segregated. It, it is. is. Philly, Philly is so segregated. Like, once I heard Rittenhouse Square, I was like, oh my, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You yeah. know, unfortunately, Unfortunately, like there's there, there's some bars in Center City that I'm like, I, I'm probably going to have some kind of issue in there, you right. know, and, and, and it's like, why it shouldn't be like that. And then that, then you have the, the, the apologists that'll say, oh, well, you know that you shouldn't be in there, right. so you shouldn't be in there. And and that's the thing. That's like it's people like you that that makes slavery okay right you know oh well right. we we came over here this is you how it's been them, so 60 years ago in the jim crow era the people who are fighting for your rights that you have today would oh, you have God. looked at them in the face and said well why are you in there trying to eat pot like, right all <laughs> right right why are you trying to sit in front of the bus right. i mean like, we all going to the same right. place like what's right. wrong sit in the back what's wrong with you like yeah. what do you mean you want to get to where you gotta go sit in the back um they they said that there's a new race of people called the uh Delusionoids. Mm -hmm. They call them delusionoids because they're so delusional about what's going on 
and that that they they would rather be de delusional than than face the truth about everything that yeah. has going on. I think a big a reason why we white America doesn't want to face this issue is because we're so scared of the word racist. Yeah. We're so scared. Mm -hmm. Listen. I grew up in a white home, a white Baptist home in Virgin Lynchburg, Virginia, surrounded by white people. I remember the first time that we had black people in the neighborhood. I remember being a big deal. Mm -hmm. I remember all of the things that I grew up. I remember a situation where I was with a family member and uh, a black man came walking down the street. She locked the door. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? Better be safe than sorry. What's the wow. reason that I got? What are what? So that's as a child you hear. Mm -hmm. What You're am I supposed to think? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Egg, egg, exact. Explanation, yep. reasoning, so or anything. Yep. So right. right. So it's people get logical. scared. Right. 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 So then it's like, oh well, but I'm not. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. <laughs> Listen, you are. You are. Even to this day, there are things in me. There are prejudices that I have. And to say that there's not, because I try to be woke, is still being blind. Right. So a white America needs to realize that you are racist. But that's not the end of it. It's not, right. you're racist, you're done. Right. <laughs> right. It's recognize, grow, and then teach, you know? Right. So and it's exactly. like, you. that's really the root of the problem. We have to understand that being racist, it's not exactly your fault. Unless if it's you taught. allow it to happen. Right. Then right. it's your fault. Right. right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, re re resorting back to um, uh, high school, um, I dated this girl in, in high school. Um, and every time her uncle came over, I had to hide in the garage. Mm. Now, younger, you know, 16, 17, I um I I didn't think about it, but but as I got older and started to tell that story more and more and more, I was like, wait, there's something wrong here. Every time the uncle came, I was in the garage. And these people, they her parents loved me. Like at the basketball games, had my jersey on, had, you know, M. Lupton number 15 uh, signs in the crowd and everything like that. But don't you dare find out, you know, don't 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 let Uncle Jim find out that you're dating our daughter or, or anything like that. And the thing is, cooked for me, like we went uh, Hershey Park and everything like that. But once that uncle came, they, yeah, I had to hide, hide him. Hide them. Hide the cargo. Exactly. And the thing is, is that like they, in their mind, that they probably thought, oh, okay, well, we're doing him a favor because we're gonna keep him from realizing that, yeah, yeah. someone's gonna be, yep. Yeah. It's like their justification. There's, there's all of you. There's one of me. Stick up for me. Like, right. Uncle Jim, you're wrong. Get out of here. Right. And that's the how same hard, how with your situation. That that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't have been hard. Like. I I was like should have been more scared than all the other white girls to approach the police. Like mm -hmm. even though I'm more safe than the black men, I'm still black. Mm -hmm. and no one no one else went up to them. I was the first one, and I'm like, damn myself, what is going on here? Like right. it, you know, see something, say something. Right. People saw something and they didn't see. I'm, That's it, the thing. It's like we want to applaud these white women who stood up with you, but like 
would y'all have stood up? What would have happened if you were never there? Mm-hmm. Say it again. Would y'all love that show, What Would You Do? Yes, right. I, I yeah. Yeah. love yeah. that show. Yeah. So Girl, you get I made up one a couple times yeah, because, they, because they came up to me and they tapped me on the shoulder and said, what's going on? Mom, yeah, Mom, they didn't go. know what was going mm-hmm. on because they weren't paying attention to what was going right. on. And this is the, the, I feel like the Starbucks situation is a macro of, of the insidiousness and the situations that we have to deal with with people of color. Just like your situation, in in high school you know that i've dated people that it's just like yeah i know she's rude to you i know she's a dick to you but you know she's 78 right yep and i'm just and i'm thinking yes oh my god yes i have to do that and it's my booze mom and and then on the other hand i'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is where it starts right this is where rich white people are like, oh, I I am not racist. I have a blah, blah, blah who right. loves yeah. me. <laughs> and I can say whatever I want. She doesn't get mad. Right. And I'm thinking, and I talked to my dad about it. And my dad's like, no, you're right. You need to say something. Stick up because this isn't just a you and her issue. Right. This is an issue of you and all of it. And this is how they get away with it. Because mm-hmm. we don't say anything. Because mm-hmm. we are too ashamed to play the race card. Right. Because we, just like the cool girl, kind of, you know, we've heard mm-hmm. of the cool girl. We're, we have to be cool brown people. Right, right. Oh, yeah. no, you got to be cool. Be right. cool, be cool. I'm cool with racism. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Listen, it's cool. I'm not your equal. It's fine. Yeah. That's what they. That's what is, is expected of you, and I totally feel you. Whenever you try to speak out, you then become this lonely person who is attacked. Right. Literally attacked. Because... I hear the other side saying, oh, I'm always attacked, I'm attacked, I'm attacked. You're attacked with questions. You're attacked with logical arguments. But when you attack the other side, it's, I'm not racist. And then it's every other name, libtard, snowflake, you're too sensitive. And it's just like, there's no conversation here. Mm -hmm. So... It's and I think, to have to speak I up because no one wants to hear you. Yes. Have illustrated in their heads an idea of racism that's just like, well, exactly. I'm not racist because I don't have the desire to tie someone up in the back of my truck. Exactly. Right. And if I even acknowledge that there are subtle forms of racism, then that means I might have perpetuated it and I can never, that can never right. happen. That can never happen. And I'm not racist, so I can't right. even, I can't right. say that. I can't say it. Mm-hmm. Don't say the race word. Don't say that. It's, it's the same guy that points at the other guys and is like, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Yep. You're gay. <laughs> and we're all like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, so wrapping up here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you're watching uh, Hip Hop and Poly. I mean, watching. Some of them are. Um, but uh, you are listening uh, to Hip Hop and Politics. I uh, just want to say that we had a, a awesome, awesome, awesome conversation today. I mean, uh, Jessica, thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me. Michelle, it's awesome. Glad you drove all the way from yes, Philly. Thank you. you know, uh, thank get yourself some Lancaster cuisine. We got some, uh, uh, we got a good downtown. So hopefully <laughs> Sophie will uh, show you around and everything like that. Um, but, uh, but, I know, what's going on tonight? Tonight at Millersville University from 7 to 10, we're going to have WIXQ's first annual spring fling hosting we've got Zan Daniel and CJ and we've got artists from Philly to Lang. So come on out. Seven to ten free admission. Alright. Marquise is gonna make you perfect that elevator. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's what they pay me. That's what they pay me the dollars to do. You know, so uh so yeah. Um 
Uh, Michelle, any any uh, last words? You know, stay woke, of course. But yeah, well, mm-hmm. I just want to encourage people to like have these open dialogues. Mm-hmm. You know, black people, you know, don't be scared. Talk about your experiences all the time mm-hmm, to your white mm-hmm, friends mm-hmm. until they it gets in their head that this happens to us. Mm-hmm. White people, ask us questions. Don't be scared to offend us. We would rather you ask us questions so you understand right. than you know to think that you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. So mm-hmm. let's just keep this open. You know, this open dialogue. All right, all right, team. I can't. I can't go to Starbucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I know my mom is going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening again, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Starbucks. I'll tell you what. Chick Fil A came back. Mm. Right, ain't that? There's hope mm. for y'all. That is. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with Chick Fil A? I almost got them yesterday. Oh, they them? don't. They don't support the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, hear they're that. Good they're good to go now. They're good to go now. Okay, they cleaned it up. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, talk to you next week. Um, this is hip hop and politics. Like always, get active, get involved. Peace.